Welcome to Japan According to Akio. Everything you wanted to know or didn't think you needed to know about Japan. With me, your host, Akio, living in Japan since 2004 and giving you the lowdown on what it's like to live in and around Tokyo. Hey everyone, welcome to episode 42. Sorry for the delay if you're listening to this. You know, as always, I talk about it in the beginning of the podcast, explain what happened, why I was a little bit late in uploading this one, but I think it was a good one.、Um, we talked. I gave my post game review of what happened in the festival I attended last week. You know, it was some, a few unexpected turns, but it was a really good day, great day.、Uh, and I, then I get into an article about some fucked up shit that's going on with the hotel industry. <laughs> and I really break that down.、Um, I think it's important, one,、um, if you're planning on coming to Japan、um, to visit, very important information that might affect you know, your、um, accommodation situation. And also, as I break it down, as a microcosm of what It's like to live in Japan and some of the headaches that you know come with living here and dealing with Japanese society, government, and some of the kind of、um, systems that you have to in, in, in hoops you have to jump through as being,、um, being a foreign person living here. But I think it's a lot of good stuff, so check it out again. Sorry for the delay getting this online. Give it a listen. You know what I'm going to say next. Enjoy. Yo, what's going on, everyone? Sorry for the delay. Welcome to episode 42 of Japan According to Akio.、Um, if you are you know, up on the podcast, you know I normally record and upload on,、um, well, in Japan time on a Sunday,、um, whatever time that is for you, around the same time. But、um, yesterday, I did not do that yesterday. And I'm recording this on a Monday morning, so you know the podcast is gonna is late. So, my apologies for that. Yesterday, I just couldn't do it. I was ridiculously tired, I was exhausted.、Um, you know, long week,、uh, doing family. Sun, if you know, if, if you know the podcast and you listen on a regular basis, you know Sunday is basically my only day off. And、um, yeah, I was just doing stuff all day. So, Uh, I, I was already kind of tired from the week, so when I got back, I was like, let me just take a little nap, you know,、um, at like I think eight o'clock when you know, I put my son to bed and stuff like that. And I laid down for a second, 9 30 when I got up, I was like, this is not happening at all, so I just had to call it quits. But luckily,、uh, I'm working late today, so I think I got just enough time to squeeze in the podcast and hopefully upload it just after I finish before running off to work. So, again, my apologies for that.、Uh, you know, sometimes it's just like that. Like, if, just as a general rule, if, if you, you know, if you have no, your notifications on, which I hope you do, please turn them on. Please, you know, Do the thing where you <laughs> review and like and do all that stuff to the podcast on whatever platform you're listening to.、Um, but if you have your notifications on, then you know that, um, that um, you know, it, it normally comes out around the same time. But if it, if it ever is late, like nine times out of ten, it's going to be because I'm just literally too tired to.、Um, To record that night, you know.、Um, sometimes, again, I've, I've done it if I, even if it's like midnight and I know I gotta 
wake up the next morning i'll do it but if i'm just literally exhausted like i just gotta you know get some rest because that's the price that's what's going to keep everything going right um generally i get a headache i think i've told you before i get a headache when i'm kind of doing too much and last night i just had a huge headache and i went to sleep and then you know my headache got even worse so i knew like okay and i was exhausted so i knew like i just had to go to bed so that's what it was but anyway um thanks again for for bearing with me on time um what's my dog doing okay so it's just me and my dog here um everyone else is gone you know so but anyway, let's get into the show because, again, I'm on like a soft cap time limit kind of thing because, you know, I do have to leave for work in a couple of hours. So to just to give myself time to get everything else done, this is the only thing I'm going to do today. I would have liked to do some other work, but I'll catch up on that in the evening when I get back. But anyway, in the last episode, if you, you heard the pre-festival kind of talk from me about um, the festival I attended a week ago um, and... It, uh, let me give you the post-game wrap-up on that. So it was great, as you know, um, as always, uh, you know, a, a very unique, interesting experience. One that you know, I'm, I feel very blessed to have. Uh, it's it's intensive, very intense, and I, my body was fucked up <laughs> until about Thursday. You know, the festival was Sunday, and I was just fucked up in the game until um, Thursday, pretty much. I think that's when I, my body got back to normal somewhat um but not so much my back but my shoulders were the main thing um that were fucked up um i need a little bit um so like let me just walk you through what happened during that day uh loosely not not too too much detail so from what i can remember because i was also drinking that day but um yeah so we get to the we get there get to the place and and you know i had to hurry up and and change into my funky pajamas which if you check my instagram at akil.watson at akil.watson you'll see it you know there's a picture i'm really proud of um i looked at i must have looked at that picture like i don't even know how like 50 times after uploading it because it just made me so happy to look at it a picture of me and my son walking towards the um shrine I forgot why we were walking towards there. Um, maybe to check in. Yeah, I think my first time to check in, um, register and stuff like that, let them know I'm there. So um, that was like, uh, just that picture, make, uploading that picture really made me happy. And just to, you know, see me, that that was the image of the picture that I wanted to have. Like in my head, I was like, what am I going to upload? before The day before, I was thinking about something like that. And luckily my wife like snapped it because, you know, when I'm there and everything's going on, is so much happening so quickly i don't really have time to stop and be like hey can you take a picture or hey can you do this so happy and my wife like was able to take it and you know i was able to upload it and of course after playing with the filters and stuff but basically um yeah as soon as i get there i just had to change my clothes change into my funky pajamas you know my son i think he changed into his little pajamas his jimbe if we talked about in the last ep previous episode and we i went there and checked in and my chicken, they give you like a, a little uh, uh, scarf and, and I think a bottle of sake, which I got around here somewhere. Um, I can't remember where it is. I think I got it somewhere. A small bottle of sake and some uh, some stuff. I don't know. And this little like charm kind of thing. It's, it's supposed to be um, something that, you know, you have to have. You're supposed to have to have in order to carry the shrine. 
um, which is a funny story that I'm, I'm going to bring up a little, little bit later, but keep that in mind. So, because I kept it in mind later on in the, in the day. Um, so, you know, basically I go in, you know, hang out, check in, see some people, say hi to everyone, um, you know, that kind of know me. They gave my son a little charm too, which is really cute. Cause they were just like giving them out like pancakes. They're like, hey, whatever, you can have one too. You know, I thought it was like this whole sacred ceremony kind of thing. Like I gotta like, you know, <laughs> prepare my spirit to receive the, the thing. I don't know. And he's like, hey, you want, you want one for your son? Here you go. I was like, oh damn. Okay, <laughs> cool. Thanks. You know, so they, um, my son got one and, and that was just cool because he was wearing it on the whole day, like a little messenger bag kind of thing around his, um, across his chest. Um, and, uh, yeah. So after that, like, like before you carry the shrine, you know, it was kind of hot that day here, like hot and sunny, uh, similar to what it was last year, but I think even hotter. So I was like, fuck, like, you know, drinking sports drinks. I think I told you the uh, last year I, um, I was like about to die. So I had a head wrap on, if you saw in the picture. Um, but, um, you know, it was really hot. So I was like chugging. I wasn't even drinking alcohol, really. I think I had like one beer or something. But just, you know, just two, three sports drinks, you know. Um, and also, I think it was because, you know, it's been coming off winter and I haven't really been exercising at all you know that much so um i haven't worked up a sweat like a real sweat you know um i don't even like staying when i take a bath i don't even stay in the bathtub that long just because i'm so busy at nights i'll just dip in there for, for a couple of a minute or two and then I'm, I'm out um so i haven't really worked up a sweat and i don't even know how long so man let me tell you when it was time to pick up that fucking portable shrine I was like, oh, Lord, like I was so, I was weak. I was like, fuck, like after five minutes, I was feeling it again this year. Like shit, like I'm gonna fucking die again this year. You know, I had been, <laughs> I had been drinking sports drinks and everything. Like I had, I must've chugged like three or four of them, you know, before starting. But I was just like almost delirious, man. Um, the first leg, you know, because we, we did um, the regular smaller one, regular size one, then the big one, and then in the evening, the regu the same regular size one for the, the neighborhood association. The big one's for the whole area, everyone, and then each neighborhood association has their own one. So just the regular one, I was just like, it was fucking killing me, man. And I just had to, like, deal with it and, you know... Um, walk walking past like my you know my my in-laws and relatives say hi my son you know and i'm just like oh, give me give me some more sports drinks give me something like oh i need electrolytes i'm about to die out here you know i'm trying to be all cordial i was like hey Keo. And i'm like eh, let's take a picture i'm just like yeah you know <laughs> you know <laughs> my son's like hey pick me up daddy i'm just like fuck you're heavy like <laughs> <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah i was like hurting like i was like i gotta do this shit all day like i don't know if it was, i didn't know if it was because of my age or just because of what but yeah i was i was feeling tired the day before already so like yeah that first leg really hurt me um and the same uh foreign dude's kind of like my my senpai at the thing he was like yeah he was hurting too because he was out drinking before the night before so um we were both just fucked up and, um, but got through the first one and then there was a break. And so after the break, then I, you know, 
I guess, you know, worked up a sweat, um, sweated out a lot of impurities, I guess, in my body or whatever, which was just also another reason why I like doing that. I just work up a sweat, get my body active, things like that. Um, so after that, I, I kind of felt like back to normal. We, Me and the other dude, we were joking. We was like, yeah, we're probably so feeling so terrible because we haven't drank it. Drink, we didn't drink enough, so... Like, all right, let's drink some more. So <laughs> after a few drinks and, you know, sweating, um, you know, opening up my pores and su- sweating a whole bunch of crap out of my system for the past few months, um, you know, I I felt better, a lot better. and Or just numb to <laughs> what I was doing, probably a combination of both, you know. So, um, yeah, after that, I was fine for the for the pretty much or physically fine for the rest of the day, basically. Um, and just, I think, visited a few different people and, um, uh, like places that he knows because that guy, he's more familiar, well known in the area. I just come, come through like, you know, once a year and, and, and say hi to everyone, uh, for the festival. Um, you know, I'm there on the semi, in the area, that area on a semi regular basis, but I don't really participate in any like events or hang out with anyone there. You know, I'm just there to see my in laws and, 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 and dip in, dip out kind of thing. So, um, yeah, so, uh, whatchamacallit, we, so this year was kind of interesting, I heard that, you know, the big portable shrine, the monster joint, like, um, the one that's like, literally like a couple of cars heavy, like, if it just look the looks of it and the side and the weight of it, it really feels like a, more, probably more than, yeah, it's gotta be over a ton, man. Like it's just just huge, but um, and um, so like every year, norm like uh, well, let me set this up correctly. So apparently, like they for to carry the big heavy one, it's like more of an honor, and so um, I guess a few neighborhood associations are like the main ones to carry it who get the privilege of carrying it every year. I'm not sure. But apparently this year, the neighborhood association I participated in was the number one. We were the top ones from you know, the lottery. So we got the honor of really carrying it a long way. Like normally it's been just like, it's kind of like relayed past like one neighbor, uh, two neighborhood associations, I think would just team up, carry it for like a little bit, you know, um, maybe like. 20 yards, 50, you know, like a couple of 50 meters, 30 meters, something like that. Not that far at all. It's still heavy as fuck, but, you know, just carry it for a little bit and then pass it on to another association and kind of pass it down the line. But this year it was something different where I think it was like four neighborhood associations carried it all the way down one street, like all the way it was, it was like at least like a half an hour we were carrying this fucking thing like I, I, you know in my mind i don't know i really lose track of time but it was a long fucking time and um so like i don't know if it's, i can explain it a little bit let me see if i can pull up a picture to help me explain this again um japan portable shrine give me a second uh if i go to pictures so, um, let me see if I can find one that, that does it justice um, to what I'm going to explain to you. Um, okay. Okay. So, uh, you got to go down a little bit. One, two, 
the seventh row um the second picture from the left right if you zoom in on it it is called a uh, kanamada festival in kawasaki right so it's this festival and they're carrying a portable shrine now if you look at if you if you could pull up this picture again um if ja, japan portable shrine google images um go down to the seventh row second picture from the right i'm sorry from the left if you um look at it there's uh sorry i got distracted by another picture um but some fertility penis festival pictures but um and some dude with apparently his girlfriend who went to the festival and he's just like hee 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 <laughs> anyway anyway so like if you if you take a look at that picture that i'm talking about um if you look at the portable shrine they're carrying it's kind of like two sets of beams right um and they're kind of like stacked on top of each other uh making like a little tic-tac-toe kind of thing now there are some they're on top of each other so the ones on the bottom there's kind of on the bottom and on the top and the cross ones on the top are give you a little bit more leeway if you're a taller person right so it's kind of easier to carry it because you know the shorter people kind of carry the bottom part and you're just taller carrying the top part and you don't really have to work that hard like you know i'm one person not really gonna be able to move it's a, a lot bigger than the one they're carrying um i think so it looks bigger than the one that they're carrying a lot of people are carrying this one it's probably big but it might be i think it's bigger than the one and heavier than the one that they're carrying in this picture but i just wanted you to understand like the way the beams are set up so normally like i'm under like when it was time to carry the big one, like um, again, my friend, my foreign friend, he was like, just go under the the higher beams. I'll just call it the higher beam and the lower beam just to make it easier. So just, you know, he's like, carry the higher beam because it gives you more leeway and it's easier. So that's what I always did. I'm in the middle of it, which is kind of scary because like, you know, I'm like in the fucking middle and I'm kind of sideways, like kind of stuck between all these people and this big fucking object, like on top of me, basically. Um, but, um, it was less physically, it's less physically demanding because it was just such an out of control situation. This year, <laughs> because, um, we were like one of the main people, I tried to go over into that normal position and one guy was like, nope, 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 you can't go there. And I didn't know what the fuck was going on. So, um, the one we carry, like the, the bottom beams, you know, they're kind of more front to back. They're going like the, like front, you know, front to back. I don't know if, it, again, without video, I can't really explain it, but you know, you're, they're moving forward, right? Along from front to back, but the, the higher, the upper beams are running left to right, um, over it. So, um, the big portable shrine we carry has four bottom beams running front to back, and I think two top beams running left to right, right? So, um, I was like, this year the dude was like, nope, you gotta go where the bottom beams are. And I was like, oh shit. <laughs> like, you know, so there were four. Uh, neighborhood associations one each one had a beam like a bottom beam you know so we're four of us kind of carrying four teams kind of carrying it that way um if you will and um we were we want the where i was in i was in the middle one on the left side so um 
yeah, kind of inside. And I was like, oh, shit, shit got real. Like, you know, because I'm also still kind of drunk, too. Um, <laughs> and, oh, my gosh. So just keep that in your mind because I'm, I'm telling the story kind of fucked up. So rewind a little bit, right? So before we carry the big um, portable shrine, and you know, it's getting towards later in the afternoon. Um, again, we started at 12, so we started right at noon. So the sun is like beaming fucking down. That's why I was so, also probably why I was so hot. So this is probably around like three, four o'clock, I believe. I believe four o'clock is when we, we started to carry that. Um, so before that though, like, um, there were, we ran into some random, fo- two foreign people, right? Um, I think one dude was from France and another dude was from, I want to say, England or something like that. He said he worked on like an offshore rig or something. Again, I was drunk, so um, my memory's a little bit hazy, but he worked on like an offshore rig or some shit like that. You know, he had like a big beard, but about our age, like my age, you know, 30s in his, maybe he was in his early 30s. The other dude was in his late 20s, early 30s, and their Japanese girlfriend. And the, the French dude's Japanese girlfriend. And like, apparently, like one of the dudes in, I'll just say my neighborhood association. Again, I'm not a member of the association, but, the, you know, just for convenience, I'll say my association. Um, one of the dudes from my association was related to her somehow. Her sister's friend or something like that. Something something like that, right? <laughs> he was drunk as shit. Like, he was crazy drunk. You know, that kind of maniacal... <laughs> kind of laugh drunk we're just like you know completely out of it but you know he's just like yeah kind of thing and so he was like dude you guys fucking get in there carry this motherfucker like you know uh they were just like yeah he was like okay you want to carry so i see out of the corner of my eye like you know he the crazy drunk dude introduces us to the other foreign guys because you know it's like hey you're not japanese they're not japanese you guys should be friends kind of thing. You know how it goes, right? So, um, so um, the other dude, you know, uh, my um, the other dude who's in, in participates, um, he's like, hey, you know, what's up, y'all? He's kind of like really that kind of person. Me, on the other hand, I'm like, in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, oh, yeah, oh, shit. They didn't register. They don't have the little charm thing. And, it, you know, this is kind of a religious thing. I don't know if it's 100% cool for them to be doing it. You know, and me looking at the dude that's introducing them, like, he's drunk off his ass, so he doesn't give a fuck. And, like, you know, they're really foreign people. They don't know what the fuck is going on. I'm like, uh, I'm not really going to get in the middle of this shit because I'm not too familiar with how the fuck this goes on. So I I was like, I'm not really going to get too close and lovey-dovey with these dudes, you know, not because I don't fuck with them, just because, like, if it's a problem or issue, I don't really want to be associated with what's going on. So, you know, the other dude, he, he's kind of like, he's like, you know, more like, yeah, whatever. He's he's a, and he's a lot more familiar with the other people in the association anyway. So you know, he's like, hey, you guys. And I'm just like kind of to the side pretending to check my phone like. I'm not going to be too, you know, I'm, I'm just going to let the situation sort itself out before I go over and, you know, start really associating with them too closely just because I just literally didn't know what the fuck. Like, you know, this is kind of a religious thing, too. And although Japanese people, most Japanese people aren't like as seriously hardcore religious as, for example, uh, Americans or uh, Western Christians. But, um, you know, still, like, I just didn't know. So 
Um, like, yeah, and, and I just didn't trust the, the drunk dude who was introducing them to everything. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't trust his judgment at all because he was just like, yeah, yeah, put it on, put on the robe. Here, give me your, give me your snapback and you take this. And I'm just like, he's just like, ha, this is fucking crazy. And I'm just like, whoa, <laughs> this is fucking wild. So, um, but eventually, you know, and also, again, the little charm that I talked about, too, they didn't have that. And a few years ago, my uncle-in-law kind of told me, like, in the past, it used to be a lot of, like, fights and shit like that, where, you know, I think I might have said this previously on the podcast, where people try to run up and carry the shrine, and people are like, man, fuck you, get the fuck up out of here. So, you know, uh, I just kind of was, like, watching the body language of the other Japanese people and stuff like that, and eventually, I guess they just let it slide, or, you know, it was no big deal. Like, the other dude, he was like, yeah, nobody gives a fuck, it's fine, so... Um, I'm telling you, I'm not saying, like, if you're at a festival in Japan, don't just be like, yeah, it's cool, and just, like, rock up and try and, like, start uh, carrying the motherfucker. Please don't do that, okay? <laughs> don't do that to yourself, okay? Because <laughs> I don't know. Don't, Akil said it's fine. Like, no. No, no, I didn't. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Uh, yeah, but, but in this case, you know, it was, it turned out okay. And they kind of were participated in it and so um so yeah when it was time to going back to um the point i was before when it was time to carry like the big fucker um they you know they those dudes were kind of right behind me a little bit um or ended up just like behind me and so we're at the back i'm in the back carrying it and like you know this is wood big thing and the edges are metal too of the one we carry the edges are metal so it's just like steel just digging into your shoulder basically you know which is i mean wood digging into your shoulder isn't that much you know better but it um it's not as crazy you know so whatchamacallit so like i was um where was I? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when we start lifting the motherfucker, I was just like, ooh, it was my first time lifting from like a bottom with a from lifting a bottom beam of that big one. I was just like, ooh, okay, you know, but whatever, I'm going for it. I'm in the back of the shrine, which is a little bit higher up. So I'm like, okay, I can take this. I can do it. I can do it. And I'm going, and I'm going, and I'm going, and I'm marching. And then they're like, move forward. I'm like, wait what <laughs> and, you know like one of like the top people from our association is between the beams kind of helping guide and, and coordinate everything you know and he pokes his head for, forward or pokes his head backwards and like he's walking backwards and so he pokes his head under one of the beams is like come on come on come on like a fucking tunnel like you know you're running for your life in a tunnel he's like come on go forward slide forward so i'm like okay so i slide forward and then, you know, he's like, come on, slide forward again. Like after, after like a minute or two. And, um, then I realized, oh shit, we're like moving towards the front, you know? And the further you get towards the front, the lower the beam gets, like the lower it gets. Cause the shorter people are generally in the front. So I'm one of the tallest people there. So I'm just getting like, I start out kind of like hunched over and I get lower and lower and lower and lower until I'm like, when I get towards the front, I'm just basically like damn near twerking. I am twerking to be honest with you. I'm twerking on this fucking portable shrine. Like, you know, just popping my booty basically. Like, you know, trying to lift the motherfucker. I just got my hand on my knee just like, okay, god damn it, let's get this motherfucker up. Because, like, you know, literally, like, 
yeah, all the weights on me at that point, and, and you can't, I can't stand up. Like, there's no way. Like, I'm literally like almost a 45 degree angle, just you know, uh, bouncing up and down, trying to keep this motherfucker going. You know, uh, I get all the way to the front, and then you know, I'm there doing that for like I don't know, 30 seconds a minute, and so with a strange face, and you know, the guys in front of me, me chanting like, "Ooh, what are you gonna do?" Like, you know, I felt like a wrestler, like you know, chanting, and I'm chanting back, looking, I'm like, "Yeah, let's do this, let's get this," you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just going crazy. And um, then they're like, okay, come on, get out. And then I realized, oh, we got to go back around to the back. And so then I realized, oh, that's how they're doing it. So it was just like a rotation. Like you, you know, start at the back, carry it, move your way to the front. Then when you're done, you go back into the back of the line. And then as kind of as much as you want to do it, pretty much. Like, you know, so a few people kind of tapped out after one time or some people kept going. The lady in front of me, she was a trooper. She kept going, you know, but um, um, it was some person in the association's mom. Um, but But yeah, yeah, it was fucking crazy. So... We take that all the way. Um, if you kind of look in the, the Instagram picture um, that I, yeah, I think it was that street. Now that I think about it, so I think in the Instagram picture that I posted, like it, we were walking towards like the shrine. It was just like this one street, and we were just basically walking along that street even further, a lot further back from where I t- where the picture was taken. But we had to walk the shrine all the way into the shrine past all these little stands and stalls and stuff food stands get to the steps of the shrine carry the motherfucker there and you know the older guys are just like laughing let, again letting us get all of our energy out and they're just like hee 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 let them keep going go come on what y'all doing you know we're just like ah! <laughs> and you know like um yeah yeah and 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 when i go to the back of the line i kind of talk to the other foreign people and they're like this shit's crazy and i'm like yeah it's fucking crazy but you know i was explaining to them and i think i explained a little bit in the previous podcast it is one of for me that is um uh, an experience that really kind of ex- is is a microcosm of what it feels like to be japanese from my point of view you know and gives you kind of yeah a, a taste of what real life in japan is like you know not only for the spectacle of being part of a festival but group effort you know really giving your all for a group everyone you know working together to complete a goal or a task and the sense of accomplishment you feel when you do that with other people is kind of a very very japanese thing so um that you know to be able to experience that is, is something for for those guys I, I was telling them like yo to you know really soak it up because you know to see the atmosphere to see the how people react and and, and the feeling of kind of doing something together with with everyone in that community in a community is is i think something special and it kind of helps remind me of what really motivates you know that obligation again shared obligation of japanese people um is kind of a really important thing so and then after we finished i was just like okay y'all see you later and then (laughs) i never saw those dudes again like they were like all right later and then they went off somewhere and I went drinking some more uh, until um, carrying the shrine again in the evening. Um, but oh yeah, after after the big one, then there was a kids one and my son participated for the first time in a little uh, kids 
Portable Shrine Festival. Um, they didn't carry the kids' portable shrine this year, um, I guess because everyone was too tired, it was too hot. So just he was my son just got up in this little cart where they were banging on a taiko drum, and you know I just like walked around with him on the thing. He's looking around like, what the fuck is this? But you know. It was cool. He was cute. Everyone loved him. And, you know, I was happy as a dad, you know, to just see him participating in something in his culture. Again, it's not my culture. I'm an outsider in this culture. But, you know, his first kind of experience in his, you know, kind of culture as a Japanese person. So that was cool. That was cool. Um, And pretty much the evening. Yeah. Same thing. Just more drinking, more stuff. And I think I told you, like, you know, just gave my little speech, drank my sake and then got up out of there and that was that was pretty much it but the next day i was definitely hurting like a motherfucker i was like hurting um but another great year another great festival um i was fucked up my my body was fucked up until like i said about thursday but i had a great time as always and you know um it's good to just kind of do that type of shit so um that's pretty much the play-by-play of what happened for me last week now, um, I think I told you guys like, I got a few lists, um, articles and things like that that I want to get into. But I'm probably just for time and looking looking for time. I'm gonna save that for probably the next episode. I got a couple of them um, that had just came up in lessons. You know, talking about again Japanese culture and English stuff like that. And um, that that I think will be interesting for y'all, but I'm gonna hold on to those for another episode where we can actually take our time with them, because um, what you call it? What you call it? One second, one second, one second. Uh, uh, I something bigger, a bigger issue came up, and I want to take a little bit of time to talk about that. I'm not 100 percent schooled on this issue but i think it it does affect people coming to japan or um to visit or things like that so i want to talk about it on here and the article that i found that was um from japan today a student in a lesson recommended i start using japan today instead of japan times because it is more focused on foreign people which makes a, a bit more sense so i'm going to give it a try i've been checking japan today a bit more than japan times um but um yeah so it's a japan today article and the title is airbnb says new law regulating short-term rentals stinks all right one more time airbnb says new law regulating short-term rental stinks and that's a japan today article now if you are unaware what's going on um again this is gonna be me piecing together the story to the best of my ability i've seen some news stories about it i've read some articles about it here and there i don't know all the nitty-gritty details so um just bear with me but basically pretty much um what's going on is you know in the west airbnb is airbnb right you want to rent your fucking room you want to rent your house you can do it like that's what it is but 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 in japan the issue of Airbnb has become a big thing for a lot of different reasons. Um, on the local community aspect, I mean, of course, the positives for people being able to make money, um, do things like that, that's awesome. But again, the community, the power of the community in Japan, uh, the community and big business as a whole kind of shows itself here in this issue. For one, um, the issue of, of uh, Airbnbs or minpaku, as they're called, is somewhat of an issue in neighborhoods because 
you know, you got people with suitcases um, going back and forth all all the all over the you know neighborhood, rattling suitcases around, trying to figure out what the fuck, you know, poking their noses in buildings and stuff like that. And Japanese people generally don't like that type of shit. So, oh, sorry, what's that? Oh, oh no, it's an airplane. Sorry, I thought it was uh, thunder. Um, it's raining here in Tokyo right now, so um, it's r- rainy season. Oh yeah, rainy season started um, on the sixth, which was. Uh, Wednesday last week, so the weather's just gonna be crappy as fuck for like the next uh, month or so. Basically, like if you just Google, uh, look at like Tokyo weather, um, you'll see it's just like rain, rain, sunny, rain, 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 <laughs> and like that's pretty much what it's like during rainy season. Humid as fuck, rainy as fuck every day. It's not, and pretty much almost everyone. It's my least favorite time of the year here. Um, but anyway. Um, Airbnb, yeah. So, you know, just disturbing the peace and, and, and sense of uh, enclosed community, you know, because you got random people coming in the middle of the night. Maybe you got some people making noise. You know, again, if, if they're young people on vacation, they're going to be drinking. They're going to be making noise in the middle of the night. They're not going to really be obeying the, the manners, the rules of, of the neighborhood. Right. So people in the, especially like in Kyoto and things like that, which is a really popular city for tourists now. Um, you know, those local, and Kyoto's a more, you can probably imagine, Kyoto's a much more conservative, community, enclosed community than, for example, Tokyo is or Osaka. So even though they get so many tourists, they're also at the same time extremely conservative. You know, even among Japanese people, people understand that people from Kyoto are extremely conservative and extremely, like, kind of closed off, if you will. It's, you know, so um, they don't like that shit. So that's one level, right? And you get kind of complaints about in areas with uh, uh, air. I'll just call them air with Airbnbs for that. On a higher, more macro level, you have the the power of the hotel industry. And I think I talked about it like post World War II. You know, some different industries um, really consolidated power and became you know like the construction industry. I clearly remember talking about in the past. Well, the hotel industry is another huge industry with, um, or a taxi industry, for example, is, is, has been blocking the in- incorporation of Uber in Japan because they have such influence within the government and um, vested interest, you know, and uh, the hotel industry is another one. Now, these motherfuckers don't, and this is kind of very Japanese, you know, being very um, penny-wise and dollar-stupid, if you will. So, uh, is kind of, yeah, being very short-sighted. That's, that's, I think, the best word of one of the shortcomings of, of sometimes Japanese policy of Japanese way of thinking. It can be very short-sighted, right? And so you might think, like, dude, there's a bunch of tourists coming in. Airbnb, like, is a great solution to help give a lot more people access to the country, stimulate the economy, all that shit. That's what a rational, westernized person might think. But Japan doesn't think like that, right? So, so, um, and I mean, I can, I'm not saying it like, oh, they're fucking idiots. Well, uh, yeah, okay. Again, I just, <laughs> I won't say that, but again, um, it's, uh, what's the word? It's more, I just understand it's the Japanese way of doing things. So I kind of tend to be more neutral about it. It's just like, yeah, I know you're shooting yourself in the foot and you don't even realize it. And like, that's just how it goes here sometimes. And so I, I just don't tend not to get worked up about it anymore. Cause it's just like, yeah, wow, that really doesn't make sense, but fine. It's your country, whatever you want to do. 
Um, and the reason why I say that is because, so yeah, pretty much before the, you know, we're leading up to the Olympics, the, every year there, for the past like at least four or five years, have been breaking records for the amount of foreign visitors coming into Japan, right? Which is a huge boost for the economy. And that'll probably continue, probably continue even after the Olympics. I mean, it might not hit the records, but it'll stay remain high. Now, the issue is there are not enough available ho hotel vacancies, especially in around the Tokyo area. That's just a fact, right? They're way too expensive. Um, there are not enough options or choices, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But, um, you would think like having Airbnbs there is a great stopgap measure to kind of open up, you know, a lot more options for people who want to come here. Now, what has happened is, of course, I'm sure you know, if you're in a Western country, you know, Airbnb is undercutting the hotel industry, right? It's basically gutting the motherfucker if you think about it i would imagine so i used my first airbnb when i went back to the states and i was like oh shit this is great like we had a good one you know and um the value that we got was so much better than anything we could have gotten at a hotel you know for paying a comparable price and i think that's you know that's great it's free market capitalism right but japan's kind of like socialist capitalism if you will you know <laughs> so what um what's going on it was what's happened is um in originally there was like there was a resistance to having um yeah having people be able to um you know open up airbnbs so I think they created like a registration process or something like that. And there were several unregistered Airbnbs and stuff like that. And, you know, hotel companies were complaining and, you know, because they're losing business and they want the, the, the market more regulated. It was just like a big gray area for the past couple of years. You know, and people were kind of operating in that gray zone. But Japan doesn't do gray so well, right? <laughs> so <laughs> Japan does not do gray well at all. So... Pretty much what um, happened, and you can kind of read it in this article. They revised the article. The one that was there a few days ago, I think, uh, spelled it out a bit more, but um, was more about the policy change. This is just more about Airbnb's reaction to it. But um, pretty much, like, they, uh, I think last month or two months ago, the government set a standard where I want to say, I, I saw this on the news, like, a certain number of days, I believe like half of the month, like 60%, I believe what it, what it was like, I want to say like 15, uh, either 15 days a month or 60% of the time maximum or some shit like that, where there's a cap on how many days an Airbnb can actually be open for business. Right. So, um, I'm, and, and I think you also have to register as well. So for example, like, you know, I'll just use, uh, 20 days just as a number. So, um, if you have your Airbnb, right. And let's say you, you have an apartment and you wanted to use it as exclusively as an Airbnb to make money. You could only rent that Airbnb for 20 days out of the month only. Um, you can't do it more than that. If you do, it's illegal, some shit like that. So, and I believe you also have to register it. So, of course, for a lot of people who, you know, and I'm sure in your country as well, some people, you know, got a second apartment and used that one as an Airbnb exclusively as like a, a business, a side business or something like that. But, you know, and this is where I can kind of let you behind the curtain in the Japanese way of thinking, um, which 
I mean, it makes sense the way the government did it that way because you might be like, why the fuck would they do it that way? But um, what it does is it kind of cuts off the people who are using Airbnb as a side hustle at the knees, right? And you might be like, that's fucked up. But again, like Japan doesn't do gray so well. So pretty much now it's like, okay, either you're classified as a hotel, you know, which has this whole, whole, a whole nother set of licenses and regulations and things like that. And you're kind of more of a member of the hotel industry side. Or, you know, you want to make a little bit of money. And you can make a little bit of extra money for your extra available space in, let's say, your house or your apartment using an Airbnb. But what you can't do now, I mean, you, you can't, it makes it very difficult to do, is create a side hustle where you're using Airbnb to make a significant profit. Or, you know, like that's kind of what they've done, right? You got to choose one side or the other. Either, you know, um, Chanto stated like kind of proper doing something properly, right? Um, people doing it properly and following the regulations and following the 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 order of the way things are, or you're not really doing it at all, just like a little bit. But but you know, if you're not properly doing it, basically they cut you off at the knees. And of course, which kind of sucks for people coming into Japan. It sucks for the small business owners as well. But that's kind of how japan works in a lot of ways and you know some of the fucked up things like that happen here in japan where it's just like why would you do that kind of situations but when you think about it from like the japanese quote-unquote context um i believe that's why they've set it up that way you know so that to protect the the people who are quote-unquote doing it the proper way the big businesses and things like that and discourage from people smaller individuals from trying to kind of you know squeeze out a gray area in the system and you know because anything gray in japan is kind of seen as kind of shady or unfair or you know um shady basically anything gray is kind of seen as shady here you know so side business side hustle okay i'm going to sell da 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 the government really discourages that type of small business entrepreneur entrepreneurism is that that's say correct yeah. entrepreneurship sorry thank you entrepreneurism what the fuck was that but yeah <laughs> so yeah um but check out the article though um it's and, and check out the story if you if you are so basically airbnb set up a fund to kind of help people uh, i forgot when this new law um yeah that's what it is hosts can only that's what it is okay it's right here hosts can only rent their properties one for 180 days in the year 180 days in the year right um that's like not that's like yeah about half right uh no, no less than half of of the year if you think about it so and face additional restrictions imposed by local authorities so it just basically made it be like you know if you have a house and you have an extra room a little bit you can do it but not enough where it's going to be a significant amount of people not enough where like you know neighborhoods have a large amount of people coming into them and things like that like that's how the government kind of thinks of things you know they don't think like oh well we got all this overflow of foreign people who can't really afford hotel rooms and what the fuck are we going to do when the Olympics come and we got even more motherfuckers flooding in the country? They don't really think like that. Like, they're not thinking that far. They, you know, their thinking is, well, if they want to come to Japan, they'll go into a hotel room. Like, 
but there aren't enough hotel rooms and they're kind of expensive. Well, you know, the people who really want to come here to do correct things will save money and have enough money to come here and stay in a hotel. <laughs> like that, um, honestly, like that's Japan. You know, that's like conservative Japanese thinking. Um, don't try and wrap your head around it. That's just the way it goes, you know. Um, so, yeah, it kind of sucks for a lot of people, but um, Airbnb, um, you know, they think it stinks. They want to say some bullshit. I know they do. Um, so they had to cancel, like, a bunch of reservations. And if people who kind of can't, I think they said they'll fully refund canceled reservations. And they have a $10 million fund away uh, for it. And, you know, um, yeah, it's, it's just, it, 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 that's what Japan does, you know. So that's one of the, like, again, that's a big issue. But one of the inconveniences of living here is imagine some crazy stupid policy like that on a macro level but imagine dealing with that on like if you want to like you know get your driver's license or if you want to rent an apartment or if you want to you know buy a car whatever the fuck you want to do you know like those kind of you know antiquated kind of fucked up policies pop their head up from time to time and there's really nothing you can do about it but jump through the hoops that are put there so um people you know who are thinking about coming to japan like this is i think a case in point well I, I chose this article for two reasons one if you're thinking about coming to japan and think hey i'll just catch an airbnb pump your brakes okay because <laughs> because um that shit yeah it's gonna be real hard to come by and two um if you're thinking about moving to japan these type of situations are headaches that people are really surprised to find after they come here. You know, Japan really wants to encourage foreign people to come in the country, but at the same time, on you know, out the other hand, um, does things to make it more difficult for foreign people to stay here, right? It makes no sense to you, but again, that's kind of the Japanese way of doing things. And personally, I'm looking forward to the day when the system, again, I, talk, I, I feel like an anarchist as I keep talking about this so much, but, you know, I'm sure you can imagine, like, and I talked to some Japanese people about the other day. Japan's kind of going in the way where, you know, it's not like a self-sustaining kind of island anymore. And these type of policies are going to, you know, shoot, keep shooting yourself in the foot, shooting yourself in the foot. It's going to come a time where it has to break. And I think until it, you know, until that happens, shit, bullshit like this is just going to happen. Like, you know, pop up like from time to time. It's just the way it is. I'm sure you'll hear about more shit like when we get closer to the Olympics. You know, every Olympic Games has this big problem or controversy and things like that. Personally, I think for this Olympics, um, one is going to be the weather. Two is going to be the lack of hotel rooms. Like those, those are going to be the big issues that are going to come up. And yeah, I don't know the. And again, Japan's not really good at like creative solutions like that. So I don't know what the fuck's going to happen. But you know, hey, whatever. Um, so let's just wrap things up there because I still got to take some time. Ooh, I got to hurry up and um, get this online and uh, also um, get ready for work and eat some food and stuff like that and get up out of here so again sorry for the delay everyone hope you enjoy the podcast um next week i should be back regular time regular bat channel uh and again i will get more into the some of the lists and things like that so again i, I got i got a few things prepared but um i just want to take my time to be able to go through it today was a little bit rushed but i think we covered some good stuff you know so hope you enjoyed it as always um hit me up at instagram 
at A-K-I-L.W-A-T-S-O-N. And also please leave some fucking comments, leave some reviews, leave something for me. Questions for Akil, questions, F-O-R-A-K-I-L, at gmail.com. If you want to know anything, want me to expand on anything more, hey, I'm here. I'm here for you. I'm here for you. All right, so let me start my day. I'm feeling refreshed. I'm good to go. All right, thanks for listening as always. Talk to you next time around, y'all. Peace.